So, Bill, we, uh, we, I already interviewed you on the YouTube channel. Yes. Uh, for the subject was how to work less and enjoy life more, which is a very interesting subject. Yes. And the fact is you're a very resourceful man and <laughs> you have a lot of things to say, interesting things to say, to have a more interesting life. And we just had this conversation when you told me, hey, I, I have this system to uh, help people overcome trauma. And you just told me something that was very interesting. I, I wanted to share it with my audience. So first, can you maybe define, oh, first, just quick presentation for the people that didn't see the first video. So who are you? Well, I was a psychotherapist for about 40 years, and I worked with people who had trauma and other troubles, and I have a kind of a positive approach to psychotherapy, not let's go into your childhood and it'll take years. It's what are your resources, what's bothering you, what are your resources, where do you want to go, and what's the quickest way to get you there? So that's my background, and I was working too much, as we talked in the last video, and I started to write books and create courses and get online so I could still help people but work less. All right, so can you define what is a trauma? Yes, trauma is something that's overwhelming that happens to you. Often it happens in war. That's where we first discovered in World War I, people would develop strange symptoms after the war and they thought, oh, you're just weak or you couldn't handle the war. And then World War II, it happened to more people, even people who didn't seem so weak. And we started to call it war neurosis. But after a while, in the 60s, it became trauma. And so trauma is anything that overwhelms you, but it could be from a car accident, it could be from a serious illness, it could be from a terrible breakup that you go through. You're just traumatized and you're haunted afterwards by parts of that experience. It could be a, a sound, a visual memory. I had a client when I was a psychotherapist who was raped and she would smell the parking lot that her head was held down when she was raped just after a while it would just haunt her so it's some terrible experience that's unfinished in some way and keeps coming back around to haunt you all right and but okay so you have a technique to help people overcome this but maybe people are watching and are thinking oh oh i didn't get raped uh, i didn't go to war does this apply to them yes anything that's happened in the past that's affected you, hurt you, upset you a lot. Not a little. It's not an everyday, oh, I, you know, I stubbed my toe, oh, it hurt. It's something that has to affect you a lot, but also is unfinished. It keeps coming back and affecting you in your relationships. I don't trust men or women anymore. Um, you know, I, I, I can never spend money because I was poor when I was young, or I lost all my money one time in bankruptcy. It keeps affecting your life. So anything could be traumatizing, but most people go through trauma and they get through it and they move on. Some people don't, and it's become much more recognized. But here's the problem. In psychotherapy and in some sort of popular mental health, the reason I developed these ideas is that I was watching a television show on the anniversary of 9-11, fifth anniversary of 9-11 in the United States, and CNN, the big news channel, had some mental health expert, a psychologist, and they said, what will happen to these people that witnessed this or were part of it and were traumatized by it? He said, they'll never get over it. Wow. Oh, this just That's pretty me. bad. Yeah. This pissed me off. I thought, yeah. it's not true. Most people do get over it. Some people don't, but they can get over it. And more than that, some people go through these terrible experiences and they get better afterwards. Not just worse or they get haunted, they actually get better. So it is something that stung on them. Yes. Yeah. And so 
it can. And some people still develop that, what we call post-traumatic stress. But I say you can turn that into post-traumatic success. And there are three elements. And we're just going to talk about one of these because it was you and I talked a little before the camera came on. And you, were, you said that one I want to know more about. But I'll just go over them really quickly. Three C's. If you develop more compassion as a result of this terrible experience, then you can develop post-traumatic success. If you develop more connection to yourself, to others, and to your bigger meaning and purpose, you can develop post-traumatic success instead of post-traumatic stress. But the third one, that was the one that seemed fascinating to you, and that was, if you can turn what happened to you into your life mission, and I call this contribution, how you can help other people or change the world in a more positive way because you went through this terrible experience. And so I'll just give you two quick examples because I think these bring the concept to life. So first one is, I heard this story on the television about an American family that was visiting Italy for the first time. They had two children, maybe nine years old and seven years old. And they hired a car and they were driving down the highway well, what they didn't know is that this highway in Italy was notorious for having bandits. And the bandits would pull out a gun, make the car pull over to the side, they would threaten them, and then they would rob them and on they would go. And they weren't usually violent, but they had guns to intimidate the people so they could rob them. Well, this family didn't know anything about this highway, and they became very frightened. They told their children when the people with the guns showed up and tried to force them off the highway, they told their children to lay down in the back seat and hide. And the bandits, and they didn't want to stop because they were too frightened, and so they wanted to drive on, and the bandits couldn't force them off the road. So finally they shot into the back of the car. They had a machine gun and shot into the back of the car, and they wounded the children. Wow. And then, you know, the bandits stopped and robbed them and saw that they had hurt some children, and they took off really fast. And so the parents quickly drove to the hospital, and by the time that the doctors operated on the children, they died. My God. So it was a terrible experience, but the parents were just in shock, but they thought, our children shouldn't have died in vain. And in the United States, it's somewhat common to donate your organs, mm -hmm. you know, your eyes or your liver or your heart, to help someone else live if you die and they can retrieve the organs. So they signed a consent form and they told the doctors, well, our children should help someone else even though they died tragically. And they donated their organs. Well, at the time, I guess, very few people in Italy ever donated organs. And so this story became known in the Italian media and it was on the newspapers and in the radio and on television. These Americans, look what we did to them when they came to visit our country and look what they did back. They donated their children's organs and they saved five Italian children's lives or eyes or sight. And it became a big, big story. And so as a result of this, I think something like 100,000 Italians went in and signed up to be organ donors if they died. Wow. And so it was 10 years later and the Italian government invited the American family back and they gave them an Italian medal for service to the people of Italy. And the family, the parents said, look, nothing can bring our children back, but this gives us meaning. And we want to travel around the world and we want to tell everyone, donate organs because you can save other people's lives. And maybe this is why our children lived. Even though they died tragically, maybe they were here as angels to try and save many lives. And they said, it, you know, you never get over your children dying, but this has helped us create meaning and a mission 
out of this terrible tragedy. And so that's the key, I think, to turning tragedy around. I'll just give you one more story, though. I had a, a colleague who was also a psychotherapist. And in psychotherapy, you can specialize in a lot of things. Oh, specialize in depression or anxiety or couples problems. And my friend and colleague, her parents got divorced when she was a teenager. And it was one of those terrible, bitter divorces. And the mother would get angry when the daughter would go and visit her father. And she was being just loyal. And it was very, very bitter. And she felt torn apart by her parents' divorce. And so... When she became an adult, she became a therapist, and she began to specialize in preventing unnecessary divorce. And she wrote a book about it called Divorce Busting, like ghost busting, but <laughs> divorce busting, and it became a best-selling book. And now she's trained thousands of therapists to use a very nice technique to prevent unnecessary divorces. Her tragedy, her trauma, turned into her life mission. So. Not only is there a way to survive trauma, not only is there a way to get better from it, even if you're haunted by it, but there's a way to turn it around from post-traumatic stress to post-traumatic success. And one of the keys is to make that sensitivity that you get from that terrible experience into your life's purpose and your life's mission. Wow. So it's amazing because, I mean, it's, there are like experiences that can completely destroy someone. But instead, they chose to use that as an inspiration to change their life and the world for the better. That's right. It's very interesting. If you can change something from a tragedy to a mission, to a contribution, it can often transform the energy which was just going around inside you or keeping you from the world into something that moves you out into the world and gives you purpose and direction. That's the key to transforming trauma. And I have another example that comes to my mind. Yes. Uh, Gandhi was through from a train, you know, in South Africa, something yes. like that, because he was colored. Yes. And yeah, I mean, it can be very traumatizing. Yes. And he decided to... He changed the world. Yeah. First in South Africa, then he went to India. He liberated his whole country from Britain because he was thrown off that train. Instead, he could have said, oh, I hate the British and I want to kill them and, you know, bomb them or whatever. No, he chose to a different path and he transformed the world. And then he inspired Nelson Mandela and he inspired Martin Luther King. Nonviolent change. Wow. Do you think that he's related to the work of Viktor Frankl? Yes. Who was one of my heroes and yeah. I know influenced you. He was talking about search for meaning and he also had an experience where he was traumatized. I mean, big time. Big time. I mean, you, you, I don't think you can be more. Yeah. His mother was killed. His, his wife was killed. His father died in the concentration camp. And he came out and he made meaning from that. And he said, if you have a why, you can survive any what or how. Yeah, because Viktor Frankl was an Austrian Jew. And yeah, he ended in Auschwitz and it was like pretty hard. And he, he wrote his book, Man Search for Meaning, mm -hmm. which where, where he explained how he managed to survive and have hope. He dreamed of a life after the concentration camp where he would bring these ideas about meaning and purpose as central to being a healthy and vibrant human being. And he used his experiences in the concentration camps to give evidence even in this extreme trauma circumstance, you can come out and not only survive, but you can have a life with me. Yeah, that's wow. important. So I think the thing we should uh, 
take from this interview is first, even if we are not traumatized big time, we are we all have some sort of you know small trauma, and it's That's always right. possible. If some people can, I mean, uh, take so so much positive things from a big big trauma i mean we can do it from the small i think that's right now i'm going to use my very limited french all right so in the united states there was a very famous mythologist called joseph campbell and he many people know because he created the hero's journey yeah. this idea and he was being interviewed one time and uh, the interviewer said what would you tell your students about how to find their direction in life he said i'd say follow your bliss and years later, everyone was saying, oh, I'm following my bliss. And sometimes they were just going having fun. They weren't really finding their bliss, their soul's deep meaning. And so he said, in the English, this is kind of a pun. It says, maybe I should have said, follow your blisters. So sometimes I say, instead of follow your bliss, which is your joy and your deep, happy meaning, is follow blessure, which is to follow your wound. Ah, blessure, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Better pronunciation. Instead of follow your wound, even if it's a small wound, it sensitizes you. If you cut your finger, all of a sudden you really notice that part of your finger, and it's that small sensitivity you say, oh, if you were ever poor, you're very sensitive to people being poor. If you lived in a house where your mother was beaten, and you then become oh no, men should always treat women with respect, or I'm against violence. And you, that's, that wound sensitizes you to some area of the world, and you want to help other people in that area because you are more sensitive in that area because of your wound, bless you. Wow, very impressive. Follow, bless you. Yeah, and I mean, another thing I mean, we, we should take from this is, if we have this approach, we should be perhaps not fearless, but more confident in life because we know it is the approach of the Stoics too. The, 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 the things you should, you know, uh, think of what is the worst that can happen, but you know that it's just a matter of how you interpret. That's right. Well, so your relationship to it, your perspective on it. Yeah, I think that's right. It gives you more confidence in life. I think because instead of trying to avoid all troubles, because you can't in life. Life is going to have troubles. Life is going to have wounds. There's sometimes you're going to be hurt or disrespected. That's part of life. And can you take that and turn it in a good direction? And so this has become part of my mission to educate people about this because I hate this idea, oh, you were wounded and traumatized, so now you're a victim and you can't do anything in life, sorry. I, no, this is your moment when you can, you have a moment of choice to shift that perspective and think, what can I do with it? It already happened. There's nothing to change the past except your relationship to it and your perspective on it so that's and you know i know that's what you're about because you're every time i see one of your videos it's all about possibility and how can you take something in your life and do something with it whatever the circumstances wherever you're starting if you're starting in a small place or a hurt place or with little money that's okay you can change that around or you can say oh i'm a victim i have no resources no money you're stuck when you do that exactly wow Thank you, Bill, for this awesome insight. I'm sure it inspired a lot of people. So, yeah, thank you, and, uh, and we'll have to meet like this next year. Yeah, next year. Every year we'll doing a new video. Okay, good. Well, 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 my intelligent rebels. Thank you for listening.
you are still here, which means you are part of the 15%, the 10%, the 5%, maybe the 2% of people who manage to listen until the end. So you are part of the most motivated listeners. Thank you for this and congrats. Now, would you like to share the love about this podcast if you like it? If yes, feel free to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes or Spotify. It will mean the world for me because it will motivate me to continue to create content to help you create your own adventure in life. And it will help spread the word and reach more intelligent rebels and help them also create their own adventure in life. Thank you in advance if you do it and see you soon. Bye-bye.